Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. I have no issues with guys resting, but when you start talking about the other, complete other side of this where guys are missing games purposely and cheating the fans, us, to Anthony Edwards' point where I've paid a lot of money to go to these games. Mm. Mike has been in this situation, and, and you pay a lot to go, and then all of a sudden you get there and Star's not playing. So I went back to 1819. Only three of the top ten scorers played more than 75 games that season. This is Dukes and Bell. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming off the NBA All-Star Weekend, it was a success. Okay, no doubt. A lot of people had fun. The game was fun. Mike won a bet. The over on the game. Uh, the, the slam dunk contest was better than most people assumed it would be. The three-point contest came to basically a last shot by Dame Lillard. Good weekend. But it was overshadowed, in my opinion, by the conversation about load management and Commissioner Adam Silver saying, well, it's really not an issue. I don't know what he's talking about. I just don't know how mm. he could say this is something that we don't see as an issue. More on that coming up. We also are going to talk more about uh, what's going on with our Atlanta Braves. Happy Fat Tuesday, as we've been saying all day. Mike, um, before we get to some dog conversation, uh, Todd Munkin today was introduced. Okay, we know he took the job probably a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. But he was introduced as the official OC of the Ravens. And we said this. Listen, Munkin now has moved on. It's up to Mike Bobo. Mm for the dogs and, and to see where Kirby and this direction of this offense is going to go. New faces, really good offensive line, still got some of the great skill players in the country and Bowers and company. I, there shouldn't be any fall off for this offense. Let's just be honest. There, if you're going into this and go, well, we're not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't be as good if you're Georgia, even though Mike Bobo's taking over. And again, give Bobo credit. Mike said it last week. A lot of the misplaced blame was about Bobo when it really should have been about Mark Rick. Yeah, there are a lot of issues when you look at how smoothly a Kirby Smart run Georgia team is, the program from top to bottom. I mean, every coach flying out either in helicopters or private planes to talk to players all over Georgia, all over the country. You know, the $4 million that was spent on recruiting alone, the facilities, everything. Everything is better than it was. And, and again, Mark Rick, like everyone loves Mark Rick. Unfortunately, he ran, let's be honest, Carl, a bit of a leaky ship at times. There was a lot of stuff that happened that doesn't happen under Kirby's regime, and that was the point about Bobo. And then we later found out that Bobo was involved with red zone game plan, with the passing game. So that's something that wasn't like, and look, Munkin, you hate to lose Munkin, but Bobo wasn't a silent partner apparently in this how, how this works as far as coming up with their game plan week to week. It is uh, Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Falcon Report in an hour from now, Falcons have decisions to make. And now the clock is ticking on some of the decisions that they'll need to make. We're going to talk about that, but right now let's talk some dogs. <laughs> Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. The dog report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. So before we let you hear what Todd Munkin had to say as he makes this transition back to the NFL and talked about Lamar Jackson today and handling pressure and coming back to the league, 
because Georgia fans, we want to hear from him. Um, he didn't speak a whole lot when he was an assistant here. We know that. And basically twice a year, you got a chance to hear Todd Munkin. That's on the way. But, Mike, there could be major changes on the field to college football. Now, high-ranking college football leaders have been reviewing four specific changes to the clock rules. Okay, guys? Okay. Two of which are considered non-controversial. One that has garnered some widespread, mm, not sure if that's going to work. So the non-controversial proposal includes prohibiting consecutive timeouts. For example. I see the kicker? Yeah. They're about to kick a game-winning field goal. Timeout! He's about to set up and kick the field goal. Timeout! Take that off. Okay. okay. I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that, too. Number two, no longer extending a first or third quarter for an untimed down, okay, mm-hmm. in the quarter, which ends on a defensive penalty. Right. So the down will be clocked starting the next quarter. Right. So we start the fourth quarter. Hey, we had a holding penalty last play of the last game, last quarter, and now we start. Here we go. Keep right, moving. No, no problem with that. Okay. That's number two. I mean, is this really going to save that much time? I don't know. The other thing they're talking about is, and again, we're talking about just saving a fraction of time, but the other two proposals. And, by, and ultimately what this is really about, though, is if you watch college football on a regular basis, which most of our audience does, sure. a lot of games, especially because so many leagues, even the SEC, pass it so much now, the timeouts, the drop passes, make games turn into almost three and a half, four hours. If it's a Big 12 game, it's going to overrun. So they're trying to keep this in that three and a half, mm-hmm. three hours and 15-minute package so your window for your national game doesn't overlap the other one. That's basically, for me, what this is about, and also the commercial content, getting it in. In the third proposal, they are talking about, and this is getting some real attention, but the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down except inside of the two minutes and a half. Again, let the clock run. Let's yeah. move. We don't have to stop the clock after first down. If you've got a game where there's, you know, if teams are throwing the ball, like, look, you saw it. Even like it used to be not in the SEC. Now the SEC is, is the same. as. Would you agree? 40 passing attempts. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of balls that are hitting the ground. That means there's a lot of stoppages of the clock, and that's why the game takes forever. So that would kind of flip that and mitigate it, I suppose. And the last one is, and it's a little bit controversial, and, again, it just depends on your perspective, but the clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. There you go just what we're talking about so these are things that they're talking about does it matter would it matter to you listen i think if you're a dog fan or you're an sec fan or auburn pick your school alabama it doesn't matter florida you're watching the game you're watching the game and you're committed mm-hmm. and you're watching the game now to mike's point does it help them with the tv dollars and, and putting these games in these windows because believe it or not these networks do Believe going into these games when you when you're talking about that three thirty window, we got to start our game at three thirty. Now, and that's just it. I mean, if you are watching, you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, but like Squid Billy, maybe you're hitting, you're trying to play golf. It's hard to squeeze it in with your busy schedule, but you're playing golf, Carl. And the Georgia game starts on ESPN News because the Baylor game ran late. Yep. And now you missed the start, and that's part of it. But the whole idea is because these games are running so long, there is overlap. Unless you're going to start doing it like you do the playoffs, where there's almost almost like forty five minutes between. End of one game and when the next one is slated to start, which they don't want to do because they want to squeeze in four football games on an ESPN you know, like day, don't they? Yeah. Um, we'll see if any of these proposals go any further, but the fact that you've got high-ranking college officials talking about it means that there are coaches talking about it. It means that there are ADs talking about it and certainly presidents and chancellors because they are saying the same things we are. I just think as college football fans – when on Saturday, you can't pull me away from what I want to watch. And if it's the team and the game that I want to watch, 
If it goes long, I'd never sit there and go, man, that game was 45 minutes longer than it should have been. But from a TV standpoint, it matters. Yeah, and that, but that's the one thing. The one rule that would change it is the timeout or the or so stoppage, not a timeout, stoppage of clock on an incomplete pass, stepping out of bounds. So that would move it along. That would certainly get it. Now, i got to be honest with you. The only thing that sucks for me when I go to a football game, and it's more the pros, is the long TV timeouts. and the, you, It's more about the refs, yeah. the reviews. Now, the other thing is this will not help the constant because – there's as many college reviews and replays as there are in a pro game these days, especially with targeting. If the refs could do it on a quicker level, if the com- I guess the commissioners could get their conferences, Carl, to get that video guy to get off his butt, that to me saves more time than some of the things that we're talking about. Five minutes is almost every replay is five minutes. Wow. Like, it, so that's the thing. When I'm at a college game, I personally don't really care because I'm having fun. The atmosphere, the band's playing, the whole shebang. But uh, the pro game is the one that, for me, sometimes feels like root canal. When no, you're there in person. It does, because it's the part of the game that if you've never gone to an NFL game, you don't realize how monotonous it is. Like, okay, timeout. And you've seen this, right? Mm-hmm. Guys are in the huddle. They're just chilling, chilling. And then they get the official signal. And it's like, okay, let's go. Because you're trying to get into a rhythm. And sometimes these commercials, it's just it's, it's what yeah. the game is. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I want you to hear one thing Todd Munkin talked about today. Again, taking over as the OC for the Ravens, uh, former dog uh, OC. And now, Mike, you get to the NFL. You've won two championships back-to-back. His resume speaks for itself. But he was talking about getting to the Ravens and handling pressure. Well, I think first off, as we all know in this profession, let's start with this. Um, this is week to week, month to month, year to year, because I don't think that fan base would have said that 19, right? I would have doubted that would have been the way that they thought of it. And things go year to year, and, and, and then you reassess. Does that make sense? Um, who doesn't like offense, for God's sakes? The league revolves around fantasy football. I mean, they want to see scoring, right? I mean, that's, it's interesting. You could win 41-40, or you could win 7-6, and you'd think the 41-40 team's just killing it. It's the way it is. It's what we're built around, right? Um, I only control what I can control. You say, is there pressure on it? There's pressure everywhere. There was pressure at Georgia. You could say, well, you had the best players. Yeah, but they expect us to go 10-2 and two at a minimum. That's pressure. You know, you can't lose many games, you know. So it's, there's pressure. It's what we do. That's what we sign up for. That, that's our job. Like that, anybody that says that doesn't come with the territory, they're lying. That's a big part of what we do. And yet that's some of what drives us, you know, that challenge of doing it better than they do it. Because that's what it comes down to in the NFL. You got good players, you got good coaches, you got good scheme. How do we do it better than they do it? How do we gain percentages? Whatever that is, a 1% here, whether it's analytics, whether it's special teams, whether it's protection, whether it's a player, and you're just trying to gain percentages to give you the best chance to move the football. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get started. Um, but again, um, again, like I always say, we're paid to score. You know, and if you don't score, that's no fun. And then no. I don't know what else to say. And it's fun. Obviously, I get it, you know, so. Kind of what he said here on uh, Georgia football, right? Yeah. If I don't score, I don't uh, get to keep this job very long. And part of Baltimore's deal is why is the scoring diminished? It's why they moved on from their for- former coordinator. He's talking about 19. Mm-hmm. When Lamar, you know, was winning in the MVP, they were 20th in scoring this year. The Denver Broncos were last. They scored 17 points a game. It was embarrassing. Baltimore was 20, and they only scored 20 a game. Now, that is one area that everybody says, hey, with this personnel and this quarterback, if he's back, why shouldn't we be scoring more points? That's why he was answering that question, and he talked about Georgia. Yeah, but you had the best players. 
automatically assume that you're going to be scoring a lot of points. Look, 36 touchdowns was the MVP season, and it's 26-16. Now, he's missed a bunch of games. That's the thing. He's only played in 24 games his last two seasons, but the touchdowns are way down, and that's why Todd Munkin is there to get things back on track. Is the NBA All-Star game broken, guys? We're going to talk about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How much of the All-Star game you got a chance to check out this weekend? Many of you were off like we were for President's Day. Maybe you were busy traveling, doing things. But the All-Star weekend was a success. Uh, Mike and I were talking about this. Listen, you talk about what happened in the slam dunk contest um, with Mac McClung, who many of you may or may not have known about. I said to Mike earlier today, he was a viral sensation coming out of high school. And a lot of people are familiar with him. He's not been an NBA star because he's working his way to the league. He's a two-way player for the, for the Philadelphia 76ers. But you were saying, Mike, it, no disrespect to Mac McClung. He put on a show. That's not what you want to see. No, I don't want to see a guy who plays more games in Delaware than he does in Philadelphia. <laughs> if I'm honest, and uh, I, when I made the comments in the 2 o'clock hour, a lot of guys, to your point, said, yeah, my kids all know who he is, and that's good for the league if the kids know who he is. It'd be really cool if he was a real bona fide all-star. And as opposed to an, a viral sensation. But that is the way the world works. You know, being a viral sensation and getting likes and getting that's what it's all about. I understand that. But we just grew up in an era where the stars were the all-star game and the stars were in the slam dunk contest. We have now seen a trend where guys, and you said it earlier, whether they don't want to get shown up by other guys or they just don't do it for whatever reason. Some guys, once they establish themselves in the league, they never go back to the slam dunk contest. I thought John Moran had already been in it. John Moran says he will not compete in the slam dunk. Other guys have said that the the the, the judging on this is so arbitrary. Mm. Okay. Well, either way, no disrespect, but if you're going for viral sensations, let's go add the professor from And One, and let's go have the gorilla from Phoenix, and any other mascot, Carl, can use a trampoline, because I just want to see the star players. That's my, that's my beef. And I mean, that's, apologize if the argument is too nuanced. I don't give a crap about a viral sensation, who, who may make it or may not in the NBA. I want to see the stars in all the competitions. He, Mac McClung, has been getting a lot of love coming off the weekend, and rightfully so. And he looked great. Did a nice job with, no. with the presentation. He yeah. wasn't, Carl, it wasn't like those dreaded 14 seconds of screwing around, missed dunk, get the ball, missed dunk. No, everything he did was executed. Well, and that's the key, Mike. I mean, it's one thing to say I'm going to do all these dunks and then be able to do them. But like I was saying, you know, he's been doing this stuff. Like if you follow Mike McClung, this is like nothing new for people who are hardcore uh, NBA fans or uh, for that matter, watching guys, as I said last week on YouTube, he's one of those guys that you would have seen uh, on YouTube on the House of Highlights. You've seen He's done these things. But what about the game itself? What about the All-Star game? Is it broke? And when you've got Jalen Brown saying, you know, listen, it was like a layup line. Um, he says, I don't know how much notoriety we want to get from this. This is a glorified layup line. He says, we've got to figure out a way to make the game a little bit more competitive. Mike, high scoring, fun. It is an exhibition. I said earlier, I think the only way that you you do this potentially is you have sponsors put in a lot of money and say, hey, winning team gets all of this, losing team you get nothing. And maybe, maybe we see a little bit more competitive, but it is an exhibition game and everybody's having fun. Mike, isn't this what they want to see? Yeah, LeBron throws one off the backboard and that's kind of neat, but it's a whole game of grab ass. And then again, for every, when you watch the highlights, wow, they all made their three point shots. No, guys are throwing up stuff from all over the place. Half are going in. It's, it's nothing even remotely close to the stuff we watched in its prime. And, Again, if you don't take my word for it, take it from Kobe Bean Bryant, rest in peace. Kobe, the, the video went viral this week. Somebody found it and was throwing it out there with Kobe saying, yeah, this is ridiculous. This isn't even basketball. He goes, see more action in a UCLA pickup game. So in this case, 
I just think there were some things that were done and executed a little bit better. Some of this is about the want to. Now, if you're telling me the highest paid athletes in American sports have to be coerced into performing at a higher level in place of defense, that's a bit jive. Now, if you could rope a charity into this, make a wish or a cancer society or whatever, and you could donate a million dollars and the players get a piece of the action, so be it. But the idea I got to work to get these guys to put on a better show is a bit jive to me. But isn't that how America is? I mean, if your boss offered you an extra twenty grand to maybe work a couple extra days, or whether him asking you for free, are you doing it for free? Or are you doing it because he offered you an extra twenty Where's grand? Where's the pride? Where's the sense of pride in well, putting on a show and playing? Again, I, I, I don't think if that, a Kobe I, I don't or a Michael or anybody existed. else. I, I so just these, don't think these, that exists. So these players have no pride or sense of pride in defense in the All-Star game. It is what it is now. The, the toothpaste out of the tube. It's just it's, a grab. It, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's a show. And, and I'm not telling you it's right, Mike. I just don't know if that exists. And all I'm saying is, if you said to me, every guy on the team, right, on these All-Star teams, they pick the teams, LeBron and Giannis. And, if you said and I don't like that either. I want to see the conferences back <laughs> to the conferences. Thing. I don't like the style. I don't think, I think it's ridiculous. But if you told me every guy on the team was going to, you know, split $25 million, I'm telling you the intensity is going to pick up. It's just the nature of, of, of things, yeah. how they work. Just like if your boss asked you, hey, I need you to work a couple extra days, you're like, hell no. So and guys, then your boss says, well, I'm going to give you an extra 20 grand, you're yeah. probably going to do yeah. it. But most of us, whether it's a, if you're a sales guy and you're working on a commission, there's some extra effort you're going to put in. Yeah, you're going to get compensated for it, commiserate with effort. I get that. But guys who are the highest paid athletes making guaranteed money, now i got to throw more guaranteed money on for actually put on a decent show at the All-Star game. I, I say bull on that. I think it may be, and I may be wrong about this, it may be the only way if you're going to ask for intensity. By the way, you're right, and just like with the game, we talk about load management, you can't get these guys to do anything they don't want to do anymore because they've got all the power in the NBA. NFL guys don't get paid enough. Baseball guys get too much money for limited effort sometimes. NBA is kind of creeping that way now. Or these guys, Adam Silver has no control over the things we're talking about. All right, let two things. Let's hear Charles Barkley talk about today's NBA players, and I'm going to let you hear Kyrie talk about <laughs> load management and how it dehumanizes players, which is this is like typical, well, typical victim, Kyrie. Victim, victim, victim. But first, Charles Barkley on today's NBA players. Y'all baby these dudes so much today. They don't want to play back-to-back games. Every time a fan says something, they get them tossed. If they're not happy, they want to get traded. Like, it's going to come to a head in the next CBA. Now, that's one thing that is going to get really weird. And I would say, unless cooler heads prevail, you may have a work stoppage, which is the last thing the NBA no. needs based on the growth. Yeah. No, it, because the owners are going to want a lot of stuff back, which now, again, once you give something to someone in any organization, in any kind of job, as you said earlier, walk of life, you're not getting it back. It's hard, man. It's hard. Um, you know, this is if you ever had a union job, right? And the union was like, well, we don't do that. And you're like, oh, OK, you don't expect things to change. Um, Kyrie was was talking about load management. This is his comment on it. I, I don't know who created the term load management or. You know, guys sitting out games or, you know, this narrative uh, that continues to play on about star players or guys not being available. I don't know who started the narrative, but it's completely run amok. I think it's dehumanized some of us in in terms of uh, just the way we prepare ourselves day to day. This is a 24-7 job. We have cameras on us all the time. Again, Kyrie, you're, you're paid millions and millions of dollars guaranteed. And I'm sorry, you are so out of whack. You are so completely out of your gosh darn mind, it's not even funny. Can I, can I go to the flip side of this and tell you what Anthony Edwards had to say? Here's a young guy working his way up in the league as a rising star. Listen to what Ant-Man said. 
if there's anything I could change about the league to make it better, probably just all the guys sitting resting. That's the only thing I probably don't like. Um, just play, man. If you if you if you if you eighty percent, you got to play. I, I don't I don't like all the sitting, missing games and stuff like these people. These people might have enough money to come to one game. You know what I'm saying? And it, that might be the game they come to, and then you sitting out. You know what I'm saying? So. I take pride in trying to play every game because I don't know. It might be one fan that has never seen me play, and I'm trying to play. So I don't. that's the only thing I don't like, uh, guys just sitting out. That's real perspective. That's from Anthony Edwards, Georgia boy. Um, and I, I love it because I, 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 I wish more guys felt that way. To hear Kyrie say it's run amok and basically it dehumanizes them as if they're not putting in the work and all of a sudden now when they don't. When Kyrie was in Brooklyn, he used load management as an excuse to not play numerous times because he was frustrated with management. And then there were games, Mike, where he just didn't show up. Like, we don't know. We hadn't heard from him. I mean, you can't say it dehumanizes you or or puts players in a different light when you, in fact, have been a guy that has been, you know, using it to effectively try to get what you want. Hey, you dehumanize some of us. Yeah, you dehumanize an entire religious group, and you got a nice vacation because of it. I'm so over Kyrie Irving and his complete lack of the of the way the world is supposed to work. His world works pretty good. I don't get, I don't have to work, and I pretty much get paid, and I can dictate where I want to work. And most of us, again, would give our like, and I hate to do this because the NFL, as I always say, these guys don't have half of the freedom the NBA guys do. And here's Kyrie saying, let me get up on the cross and tell you how miserable my life is. We're dehumanized for being asked to do our job. Yeah, yeah. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. More on this mm. to come. And I, I love Anthony Edwards' answer. Right. I'm going to try to play because I know most families, most people listening to this show, you're not going to every game. You're not. Most people get a game or two a year. Mm. All right, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk? Hey, man, would you put money on the Falcons to win the Super Bowl at 80 to 1? Is that what the odds were? Yes. Who would be dumb enough to bet $100 <laughs> on a like that? Me. Well- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get into that, some of the shenanigans around the weekend. Coming up, it's in Guide Talk next. It's time for fun. <laughs> it's time for guy talk. Yes! Never mind. It's time for shenanigans. Yeah! 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 yeah, man. Back to work on a Tuesday. Thanks to Chris Turtle for holding it down. Monday did a great job. Uh, again, and thanks to our supervisor, Squidbilly, for allowing Chris to uh, hold it down for us, by the way. So, good job. Hey, man, it's a brought to you by buddies at uh, Dukes and Bell. Hey, man, ale. Grab some. Drink the beer. It's fun. And as a watermelon lime, too, just ready uh, for spring and pool weather and the golf mm. course as well. And, of course, the OG. I was telling Carl during the commercial break, just got back from Vegas, you know, had a nice three-day weekend. So, we took it and uh, went to Vegas with my wife, which elicited a strange reaction from some of my friends. A lot of my buddies had no interest in bringing their significant other. <laughs> <laughs> for a date night Vegas weekend. Uh, and to paraphrase my cousin, are you blanking serious? Uh, my friend Munson in Los Angeles, no way. And then even trustee, who's got a really nice girl going, no, nah, man, I don't want to do that. So nobody wanted to bring their significant other other than my buddy Oliver, who lives in Las Vegas and Phoenix, goes back and forth, and, and his wife or girlfriend, long time, they're like Kurt Russell and Goldie, they've been together for like 30 years. So it was just me and my wife, my buddy, and, and his girl for much of the weekend. So let me ask you this. Date night, Vegas. I still get to do a weekend with my boys. Yeah. But uh, a lot of folks, and even on Twitter, were kind of incredulous that I'd take my wife to Las Vegas. Really? I, I don't know. I mean, like different stages of your life. Yes, 25 years ago, this would have seen as as crazy to me as, as the concept that I would be married and living in Sharpsburg, Georgia. But now, it's age appropriate. We do day drinking. Plus, I marry the female version of myself. She likes gambling and drinking, which yeah. makes things very easy. Well, listen, I would hope that people married somebody that they enjoy being around. Um, if you didn't, you're probably in a crap situation. But I will say this. We've done that numerous times. It got to the point, and this is not me boasting or flossing or bragging, but we got to a point where we, we did it so frequently we had to take a break because I, I might mention this to right. you, Mike. We did the shows and we did because it's a different trip. We right. did dinners and, and there's new places opening all the time. But it was one of those things where it was like, OK, we need a break. Like we've gone the last X amount of years and we've gone three or four times. And it became kind of one of these deals like, what are we going to do new? You want to go and have new experiences right. with your with your person. So. I think that's part of it. But, no, man, I, I'm more surprised at the guys bailing that they didn't want to bring their ladies because you're right. I mean, if you do do get to go to the guys' trip, you do the guys' thing and you right. go have fun, and, and guys need that, right? You need that guy time and, and getting away. But to take the wife out there, I think it's great. I think it's a great idea. And so we had a black. We go out there every year for her birthday. This is something we've been, to your point, something we do. It's kind of a thing. We just rope another couple in. Um, by the way, for guys that are big F1 fans, like I know you're a big F1 fan, Squid Billy is too. Drive to Survive is coming out here. Has it, it started yet? It's, I think it's, it's next week. It's 27th, right, Bo? I think. I believe it's coming up in just a couple of days. Okay. But uh, for those that are thinking about going out to Vegas, 24th, so it's a... Uh, they're building stuff, right? Yeah, so three more days. They're already building. Yeah, and I talked to a couple of our buddies. We have some usual friends that are bartenders and casino hosts out there at some of the places. Everybody is excited, but everyone thinks it's going to be a blank show as far as getting around the city. Oh, yeah. And getting around. The cab drivers are all pretty much kind of 
curious how this is going to work. The track is going to be on Las Vegas Boulevard. You're already starting to see some infrastructure. Mm-hmm. they got the paddock area, which is off the strip, being built. Notice that. Also, you're going to see some giant video screens being put up. There's one right across from Caesars. It's going to be unbelievable. I just don't know if I want to maybe try to be there for the first one because, Carl, it really is truly for millionaires. It's the prices and the packages are really out of reach of the average race fan. So one of my good friends uh, is a, a big exec for, for MGM, and they blocked out X amount of rooms, Mike, for, to your point, the whales, because you're getting people from all over the world that are going to come, that are big F1 fans, to your point. And I was like, okay, so what are these rooms? You know, we're not talking about the, the extravagant mm-hmm. suites everywhere, you know, from Bellagio to, right. you know, pick your, pick your hotel. And he was like, a regular room, right? They're charging four times yes. as much. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, because the demand is right. so much right now. So, yeah, I, I know that's going to be a crazy weekend. It is Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving It's going to be the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, obviously a huge interest in Asia, European, South America. So, yeah, it's Vegas. So it's going it's to be bananas. Speaking of which, we have a lot of fun on this show. Sometimes we explain things which we take for granted, which maybe the younger audience, whether it's millennials or Generation Z, might have missed out on. Sure. You know? And Squid Billy, I know we joke around, John Chuckery has, uh, they call the show, uh, explaining it to dopey millennials. We don't say that on this show. But I will say this. I met some dudes who restored my faith in Generation Z. Okay. Met a couple of 21-year-olds, and I uh, want to give a shout-out to a Tyler. Uh, Tyler plays tight end for Harvard. Okay. And one of his buddies was getting married, so these guys are all in their late teens, early, like 19, 20, 21, 22. A couple of hockey players who go to B.C., they're, uh, we're at the craps pit at Cosmopolitan. And for those guys who ever play craps, being a beginner, a newbie, a virgin, is really the magic touch. Mm. Nine times out of ten, you and I have seen somebody who's never rolled, has no idea how the game works, and it can really work to your benefit. So this guy comes up, looks like a tight end, big galoot like Randy McMichael's size, and we start chatting. He goes, I really want to learn this game, but I really don't want to mess things up. Here! Take this dice. <laughs> you're I threw, up. I threw him a $25 chip. I go, get in there, kid. You're in. He rolled for 30 minutes. Hello. Made a, I mean, we made a nice little chunk of change. Rolled five tens in a row. Stop it. Three sevens on the come out. This was insane. It, and you and I, let's be honest, we've been kicked in the nuts the last couple of times oh, you and I have played craps. It's been brutal. There. It's been brutal. I mean, and, and here's the deal. Like, for me, unlike Mike, Mike's like, I'm staying in. I'm like, I'm done. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, I see Mike, and he's like, yeah, I stayed in. And, and right. then he's showing me chips, and I'm like, damn it, I should have stayed in. But, yes, it's, it's been brutal. So you're saying this was a nice – you yes. got on a heater. Yeah, the kid's name is Tyler Neville. Uh, Tyler Neville. Is, so he ever makes it to the NFL. I told him we had Foyer Lewick in here from Yale. That's true. Really nice young man. So I told him I'd give him a shout-out. But kid rolled forever. Guys were great. They also went to the hockey game. And you know me, brother. I love hockey. If, yeah. if I could take somebody who's never been to a hockey game to the game I went to Saturday night – I think we could sell out down here in Atlanta. Five for four. Big, a lot of goals, a lot of action. Yeah. A lot of end-to-end, a little bit of scrapping. Everything you'd love to see in a hockey game. But, you know, it's and you've been to that, that, that arena. That whole thing is a scene. Well, the thing, too, is, you know, it's, it's even the area that they've built over there, Mike, if you were going to do it. Now, eventually we're going to get that at State Farm. But the right. area that you're walking over to T-Mobile and all the places to sit and drink and hang out. But, listen. They also have star power. Right. The Vegas Knights have a good squad. They've had a good squad. So it doesn't surprise me, but you're right. High scoring, energy, Mm. the show, it sells itself. 
Hey, man, uh, we're all big fans of the TV show Succession on HBO. I have, I'm not sure how many, because, again, we always get those guys will text in, yeah, man, got no HBO. Well, anyway, if you had HBO, Succession is one of the most successful shows. Brian Cox is the actor who plays the uh, father, the, uh, the billionaire, who uh, initially is going to step down, and then he decides, I'm not stepping down, I'm getting back in the game, running my multi-zillion dollar corporation, which sets the show in motion, because yep. all the children are squabbling and fighting, and whose side are they on trying to get a piece of the action? Well, he does an interview with a magazine basically saying, that uh, the guy who plays one of his sons, Kendall Roy, is Jeremy Strong, who's a method actor, is the biggest pain in the butt on the planet and is driving him crazy on mm. the set. So I guess if you're a method actor... Kendall's good, too. Yeah, that makes total sense. Right. But if you're playing a coddled, self-involved nitwit and you've got to be in the method... <laughs> I mean, can you imagine how annoying? He literally is that guy 24-7. Yeah. Big article in the New Yorker last year about this where he talks about his process. Apparently a lot of people on that set want to choke him out, including Brian Cox. The show is loosely based on Rupert Murdoch's family. Okay, The guy that started Fox and the the, the guy that has an empire. That That's the show, but it's loosely based on that. Right. And his sons and, and the daughters, and if you know the Rupert Murdoch story, it's it's crazy. It's very right. similar to Succession. But I can't wait for the season to roll right. around, but that is fascinating that he is that much into that character or that right. he is that character. And Brian Cox, for those who don't know who he is, he's been a great heavy or bad guy in everything from Wolverine to the Jason Bourne movies. Yep. He even does the McDonald's commercials now, by the way, in case you're wondering. Oh, yeah, he's just raking yeah. it in. Hey, by the way, we mentioned Netflix and uh, the new season for, uh, again, Formula One Drive to Survive coming out in just a couple days. It's been six days now for full swing. A lot of folks now getting a chance to watch. A lot of reviews are coming out. People are saying it really is what it's uh, doing for golf is what uh, the Drive to Survive did for Formula One. A couple of things I read over the weekend. Ian Poulter. A lot of controversy last year when he decided to move to the Live Golf Tour. Have you seen this episode yet? Uh, I did not watch it this, this weekend. We Squid, were... have you seen the Poulter one yet? It basically makes perfect sense. Do you care? I think you said it at the time. Do you care where your paycheck comes from? No. Because no. his game, let's be honest, is in the weeds, and to be in your mid to late 40s and someone's going to give you more money than you've ever earned in your entire career, just a switch, I get it. And they showed his family, and they showed you know, where he's at, and his game has really gone nowhere. So mm. that's kind of it. You could almost say, I get it. I get why that kind of guy would go do that. I was looking at the, the teams that Liv just came out with, and you start looking at the names. There's a lot of name brands. On live now. I know they're going to be on. Is it WBCW? CW. CW. All right, because uh, again, I'm just like I, I didn't watch hardly any of Live last year. But the point is, Mike, they got to come together at some point because this mm. split thing is not working. I thoroughly enjoyed watching as, as much as I did the, Gen uh, the Genesis Open, right? Um, and then to see Live is starting its season, I think this week, and to see the, the brand names, I'm like. Oh, man, I'm, am I missing out on this? It's a lot of juice. And one of the other things that came out of this uh, season, for a lot of folks are saying, a lot of women commenting that Jenna Sims, uh, who married Brooks Kepka, it slipped out in the second episode, says, how'd you, how'd you meet? She goes, I slipped into his DMs. Mm. Which then people said, so you're kind of a groupie. She did go to Florida State mm. while he was there. But a lot of folks are kind of looking at that going, aha, she's beautiful. But uh, it is well, interesting to hear the background. People meet online story. all the time, Mike. <laughs> It's how, it's how people do things. That's your guy talk. Don't be slipping into no DMs, man. <laughs> Coming up, Falcon Report's on the way. What do you do, Falcon fans, with a big decision? We'll talk about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.